Hello, adventurers and friends. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 13. We go tell Mayor Abra about all sorts of shit that's happened in his town. He does not seem to be as grateful as we expect him to be, and there is definitely no loot. We decide to go off to the orchard and deal with the boars. Jeb does druid shit and makes friends with them. While there, we find a dead gnome with a scroll. We take the boars back to camp, where we prepare for our next circus. If you guys wander around town for looking for the menagerie after that, yeah. I think yeah, I, oh, we'll grab some lunch or some shit too. Yeah, go to the general store. Yeah, pick up, pick up some picks. Find a cafe, sit out on the tables this. outside. Find a cafe this. in fucking Aberton. <laughs> you know, lean back, sipping tea, just people watching, waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting. waiting for the assholes to show up. Well, it turns out Aberton doesn't have a lot of those options, so you could just go buy a loaf of bread and go sit on a barrel outside the tavern. Probably the Mad bet. Mugger, the Mad Mug, or the Mad Mug. You guys want to go to the Mad Mug? Is there a is there anything in town that has food? Oh yeah, plenty of places. No, oh, okay. we'll go to one of them. Okay, I don't know of any of them offhand, so you're gonna go right. to uh, just pick uh, one. make it up. Aberlane Cafe. Aberlane Cafe, I love it. Sounds fancy. Sounds fancy. Is it on the it's creek? N- is it on the river thing? Uh, yeah, the whole town's kind of on the river, so beautiful. It's interesting. I want everybody to give me a perception check as you guys are walking around town. Okay. Natural. Ooh, don't see shit. <laughs> 23. Kestrel, you kind of notice as you're walking around or as you're sitting down outside on a bench, just kind of, you know, hanging out, eating lunch. There are some people who are, like, looking at you and snickering and, like, talking under their breath towards you. It's really subtle. It's not everybody, but every now and then you... You have circus, you have a, a trained in circus lore, you know what it looks like when a crowd's denigrating a performer. Sure. And there's a lot of uh, suspicious glances and uh, derision being shot your direction. Well, they're jerks. Nobody likes them. Next time they, uh, circus is in town, next time we're putting on a performance, they can just not come. I, I feel like Moonlight would, like, wink at them. I mean... They don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> Moonlight does not care what these people think. <laughs> I think I, I think Kestrel will be a bit miffed. He'd be kind of annoyed, kind of mad. Kestrel does seem like somebody who might care about like what He'd these care. people think about him. He'd care. Yeah. Is it possible to do like any kind of diplomacy check? Yeah. If you want to go and start like convincing people that they're wrong, or if you want to put on a little speech or do a little drumming up anticipation, I might, you know wing something for you here. Fine, Savatri starts fucking them all. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is what not what I was looking for. It's like, I know you're gonna ask, so fine. <laughs> I mean, all I all like... at once, she's not gonna make it last all day. <laughs> Just have a quick orgy in the cafe. Streetside cafe orgy. <laughs> uh, how many of these people would you say there are? No, you guys are just having lunch, so you see it occasionally as people are passing by. They kind of look over at you, talk under their breath with whoever they're walking next to, shoot maybe a look of scorn or some giggles or sneers, that sort of thing. Wait, why would anyone have a problem with us? Nobody's openly jeering at you, but... We believe that the Celestial Menagerie has come around and said bad things about us because they're dicks. (laughs) 
They have talked shit about us. They talk in smack. And apparently these people in this town listen to them for some reason. Well, I'm going to tell them they've got bad hot dogs and popcorn at their circus. <clears throat> so after you guys are done with lunch, nobody's passed by. Nobody's said anything to you. All right, you. I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. Do they like say something to me? I want some. I'm gonna try to be like, what? Let's start a fight. If someone gives me a dirty look, I'm gonna be like, what? What? Well, you didn't roll a perception check, so I'm assuming Jeb's not looking. Oh, I'm fucking so precise. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, after lunch, you guys would, I don't know, start walking back to the circus, go shopping. What do you want to do? You haven't seen anybody, haven't heard anything about the menagerie. Well, then I think we should go looking for them. If you guys go looking around, it doesn't take long. You get to the other side of town. You start hearing like a lion roaring kind of from a couple of couple of blocks down. And you hear some squeaking sounds, a classic clown honking, and these whooshing sounds that you would hear that you would expect from fire being expelled from something. All right. All right. From just a couple blocks down. Let's head towards those sounds. We got turtle, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to have like a tiger on lion duel, dude. Yeah, I'm checking it out right now. <laughs> all right. Okay, so as you uh, you all kind of circle the cor- corner, you see that a Wait, small sorry, crowd. Sorry, 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 sorry. Really quick before we go, um, we're at a tavern, right? Uh, originally, you were at or a cafe. Before you got lunch. Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Just, do they serve alcohol here? I would imagine, yeah. Okay, I get like six mugs of ale. You know, and like holding them, you know, like three in each hand. Are you paying for the mugs as well as the ale in the mugs? I'll, I will bring the mugs back. I only need them momentarily. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a deposit down on those mugs. Then. How much? Uh, Time is of the essence, sir. Two silver. Done. Two silver. That's the cost of the ale. There you go. Ah, uh, make sure you bring those back and don't break them. I will certainly do the former. Wait, what? Bring them back, right? See That's what the formal was? Okay. okay. Alright, then I go. So as you, as, uh, as you guys kind of turn the corner of this, this block and those sounds are getting closer, a small crowd has gathered along the street nearby to watch three colorfully dressed people shouting and playing tambourines and pipes. A woman in a sharp white suit, like a suit with a really what's the 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 penguin tail thingies what are those called david just tails like you, you yeah, know, just tails. Tails. coat tails yeah. uh a really sharp coat bright white gold trimmed and tails and she says prepare yourselves and your souls people of Aberton, for a cavalcade of celestial marvels for sights so spectacular and so marvelous that you shall speak of them forever after with awestruck tears in your eyes. Prepare for the show to surpass any you have ever seen, either a couple of days ago or in the days before. Prepare for the dawning of Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie. In the speaker, she cracks her whip 
and uh, she's got this magnificently maned lion who's stalking around, and there's a shirtless man covered in strange tattoos who's walking around to her left, periodically breathing gouts of fire across metal batons he carries in his hands. Um, To the woman's right is a brilliantly bedecked clown who leaps and rolls and flips and cavorts in constant feats of acrobatics. I'm going to give you guys a second to kind of tell me how you want to approach the whip fucking pissed off turtle turtle begins like hackles up on yeah that makes sense i I feel like laughing like super loud and just being like do you call this a show and i don't even know if i can make a laugh for moonlight (laughs) (laughs) was just spencer's witch laugh was that spencer's witch laugh (laughs) (laughs) just wait hold on does moonlight know how to laugh that's a that's I mean, that's a highly insensitive but totally legitimate cl- question. Has Moonlight ever even laughed before? I mean, probably recently with like working with these guys. I mean, <laughs> you call that a performance? And I get a twenty-five on my intimidate check. Yes. Damn, hero point for Swanee. Yeah, that's gonna impart a negative one circumstance bonus. Uh, on their perform checks, which will lower their performance DCs for the duel. Yeah! Rock on. I just want to throw it out there that the internet states that a tiger will always win a fight against the lion. Really? Really? Is there a reason? The main reason is tigers know how to fight by themselves. Lions fight in packs. Oh, that makes Um, sense. Tigers kill each other all the goddamn time, so that makes sense. Huh. As soon as uh, Moonlight makes their presence known, the crowd hushes the performers, the Celestial Menagerie performers, they begin, like, overreacting with dramatic expressions and outbursts of alarm and, Oh! Oh, no! People of Abiton, look out! We must warn you against this circus filled with... And then Danica looks directly at... Uh, Jebediah and says cheap imposters and then turns her glance over to Savatri and says and struggling charlatans if there's a table I flip it (laughs) (laughs) how many people are watching how many people are are observing this I would say there's a good like three to four dozen people around goodness (laughs) three to to four people that's it Savatri would accept the insult Fuck yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Wait, uh, which, which one of those was I? Oh, I think you fall under the amateur parade of feeble animals. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not an animal, unless we all are. Prudent. She, she looks, she looks at you, cocks an eyebrow, and then cracks her whip in your direction. Oh no, not a whip that deals one d four damage. I can crack my whip back at her. <laughs> Quit our peeing rule shit at me, David. <laughs> but I enjoy it so much. We did have fun, didn't we? See, I, like, I like Ted's better. Yeah. But I got one of those, too. Jeb, you know this is Danica. You know Danica. And she's she's a cocky bitch. I'd go as uh, far to say a cunt. You can cut well, if you want. I regretted it as soon as I said it. Um, no, yeah, Danica is uh, definitely somebody that Jebediah is familiar with. In fact, Jeb, Danica is the lead animal tamer 
in the, the Celestial Menagerie, and she believes that that whip works wonders and is required for getting animals to bend to your will. It's kind of how she treats it. Then, then Danica stands up. She puts her stool down and stands up, and she says, So be it! If you think that you're not the third-rate performers that I know that you are, prove it in front of this crowd. They will be our audience. They will be our judge. All right. You're on. Could I just kill him? <laughs> yeah, can we just kill him? Which is enter combat. <laughs> the one that's going to go first is Jellico Bounce Bounce. The uh, clown. Can you describe the three as the clown, Danica, and who? Yeah, Danica, Danica, the uh, lion tamer. Then there's Jellico Bounce Bounce, the clown. And then Victor Volcano, the fire breather. Is anything specific anybody wants to do? I mean, I have a good performance. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go. I've got a couple ideas. I don't really perform. Oh, you perform really. very well. I promise. I don't. Just not for a crowd. I, I was gonna say I don't know. That's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> I was just say I don't perform in public, but I'm sure. I'm sure that's happening. You pay. You pay somebody enough money. My assumption going into preparing for this was that the performers were going to be Jebediah, Kestrel, and Moonlight. Kestrel, do you want to go up against Jellico or yeah, the Fire Breather? Oh, I'll go against Jellico. Jellico, he's, he's the acrobat one, right? That, yeah. Yep, yep, Does yep. Danica plan on performing? Yeah, unless, last. Unless Moonlight... Oh, yeah. I mean, that one's obvious. It's obviously mm-hmm. Jeb and Danica. Unless, Moonlight, you're not interested in dealing with the fire person because you're a tree, because then I'd switch it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, weak to fire or anything like that, so it doesn't make any difference to me. Perfect, perfect. So I think it'd, it'd make more sense for you to go up against the... Uh, the clown. The clown. Because I am... To be fair, Kestrel is quite a fool. You just don't wear the makeup, right? Yeah, that's fine. That makes you an acrobat. Indeed. He's the clown. Uh, uh, I'm going to say a couple of things that uh, you guys would know about Jellico. Oh. Jellico looks over at Savatri, gives a sultry wink. Jellico is a well-known uh, abuser, lecher oh. Oh, of good. women, like a sexual harasser. He's like one of those guys. Wait, didn't we see a picture of him and he's like literally from a horror movie? Practically, yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to show you that looks picture. Terrifying. I don't want to show you that picture because it's not appropriate in this current situation. Uh, he's not dressed like that right now, but yeah, he is uh, just an absolute ledger. He gets away with a lot of that kind of abuse. Um, a lot of the times, it ends up being against a lot of the lower uh, hands. You know, the helping hands of the circus. And Jeb, you saw it for the longest time, but you had your hands full with Danica and the animal abuse. Kestrel and Savatri were not involved with the menagerie at all, correct? No, we were not. Then Jeb, that's pretty much Jeb's information. Well-known womanizer. Kind of a douchebag. But yeah, he's the first performer. What's he Kestrel. do with his act? One of your act. Jellico is a phenomenal juggler. Uh, Jellico has uh, some juggling clubs and some daggers that he has, and then a uh, a big ball, like two feet in diameter, 
and he gets up on top of this ball and he's juggling he's juggling like bowling pins is what they are essentially and he's juggling them and as he goes back to add in some bowling pins he accidentally adds in daggers or you know quote accidentally adds in daggers and he looks startled as he pretends to be extra careful as he's juggling the daggers in with his act he's rolling around on the ball and bouncing on it he does flips it's actually kind of impressive that he keeps the balance on the ball and does the flips and the juggles all at the same time but he does end up bringing the daggers back into their sheaths one at a time as part of the juggling and then ends up and bows and uh, he receives some applause Jellico is not making a performance check Kestrel's going to make a performance check against Jellico's performance DC okay Go ahead and describe your act for me. Then you're going to make an acrobatics check to attempt to aid in your performance check. And then we'll make the performance check. Yeah. So, so yeah, one thing to say is um, Kestrel enjoys Jellico's performance. Like, he might, he doesn't really know this guy, but he knows he's a dick and all these guys are dicks. He tries real hard to, like, hide his smile while he's watching this guy do his performance because game recognizes game. <laughs> so here's what Kestrel does. He's got his hands full of mugs, and there's like a circle of people around us, right? Yeah, absolutely. What I do is I take five mugs, and I walk around, and I find five people just kind of in the circus, or in the circle, and I hand each of them one of the mugs, and they say, uh, just hold that here. Uh, don't go anywhere. Feel free to have some if you'd like. And, and I, there's a couple of people are like... Oh. One old farmer dude, like, obviously takes a couple of drinks out of his, yeah, but... Yeah, of course, of course. And I, and I kind of make him, you know, equidistant apart in this circle. I take okay. my sixth mug, and I go and I put it right in the middle of, like, where, where we're performing here on the street. So then what Kestrel does is he goes and he does, like, an, like a gymnast's floor routine thing. Like, he gets a run-up, and he does a bunch of somersaults and, and cartwheels and flips and stuff. And he lands right in front of one of the people who he gave a mug to and he takes the mug and he downs it and hands it back to the person then he picks another direction to go and he does another floor routine flip 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 in front of another one of the people grabs the mug downs it does this five times <laughs> shotguns five beers finally <laughs> he does one final like flippy shit thing to the middle and he lands on a handstand and he does his finishing act that got him invited to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. He balances really well, and he does a one-handed handstand, slowly, dramatically moves one hand away. And then he casts Prestidig or, uh, uh, Mage Hand. And with Mage Hand, he slowly, slowly lifts that tankard off the ground, and then it floats up to his mouth, and he drinks it while doing a one-handed handstand upside down. Beautiful. Check incoming. Fantastic. This is the acrobatics check first. Acrobatics check first. And you have an extra hero point. I have two hero points, so... I get a 22, which seems pretty good. I rolled a 10 on that. I have a plus four. That's right in the middle. Do That's... I try and do better? Oh, okay. That's now for the acrobatics. That's for this the acrobatics, right? The, if you leave it as is, the success is a plus two to your performance. Oh, okay. A critical, That's right. a critical success is a plus four to your performance. That's right. This isn't the really important one. The Correct. It's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. So I'll take my plus two from that acrobatics check. And here comes the performance check. This is the important one. 
to which I get exactly plus zero because I have no charisma. My charisma is zero and I have no ranks in performance because I put it in acrobatics. So here we go. I roll an 11, which gives me a 13. I think I'm gonna use my first hero point. I wanna try and do better than that. Let's see, let's see what happens. Here we go again. I'm blowing these hero points right now. Oh, that's a five. So we're gonna try again with my second hero point. You're doing it, all right. Well, I roll a 13, so I get a total of 15 on my performance check. All right, all right. Uh, The crowd claps. They don't seem, you know, they're not overly enthused. They're not more enthused than they were for Jellico, but they're not less. This is impressive. This is stupid that his perform check put all my shit into acrobatics. (laughs) I even reduced the DC by one because of your awesome description, and it still wasn't enough. Well, there's nothing else I can do. They also had minus ones from minus the dc was lowered by one because you did a bitch and intimidate coming into it and it still isn't enough i'm sure it's not i mean what else can you do i didn't here's the thing here's the thing with the circus failure when you fail at a circus check for a perform check it doesn't you don't lose anything but you don't gain anything either that's basically a wash performance on a failure the rival puts on a better show now that's it. Just on a failure, the rival puts on a better show. Just gonna roll performance until I get what I want. <laughs> there we go. Nat twenty on performance. Yeah, we'll take that one. How many? How many hero points is that? Ten. I would have. I would have needed four hero points for that. <laughs> so I shorted you. <laughs> uh, no, Jellico had the better performance this time around, and the crowd Fine. approves. Jellico wins. Jellico gives you a very derisive, slow. Golf, clap. Oh, it's so pandering. I don't really notice because I am now probably fucking drunk. <laughs> Just I shot am now. Wasted. <laughs> I am now wasted. Yes. Uh, you know you have to participate in the last round where everybody performs oh, together, right? Gonna be tough. But okay. <laughs> then that's gonna bring us over to round two in the performance duel. And that's going to be Moonlight versus Victor Volcano. And he steps up and he's got his two flaming batons. And his act is very intricate. It's a very, it's very dance-like. Uh, he's using the batons. He lights them up on fire and he uses them to draw patterns in the air. And he does a lot of air kicks and cartwheels. And he'll do this. His big finisher is this wide arcing bicycle kick where he breathes fire out throat for the entire thing so there's this big arcing circle of fire that he does moonlight is going to make a performance check if you want to go ahead and describe your performance before you do it give me as much or as little as you'd like of it and uh let's talk about making checks all right um so i mean this is nothing like what their act would be in the circus because, I mean, for one, they don't want to spoil the act for people. And two, it just wouldn't work here. So what they're going to do is actually, I mean, it's going to be a dance. But it's going to be just lots of different morphing from one style to another one, like, of regional dance styles. Basically, they, they've been studying, like, different types of dance. I mean, I'm thinking, like, because you kind of, this Victor guy sounds kind of Russian. So I'm, I'm thinking, like getting up in his face and doing like the little Russian dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. River dance. I mean, just, just all these different kind of like regional type dances. 
love that. And, and moving then, uh, around the crowd, just really playing it up. I want to add to that a little bit because I picture the Russian dance that you're talking about, the squat, the squat leg right, thrust right, dance. The, I don't know leg, what it's called. The leg kick and yeah. Everybody knows what you're talking about though, right? Yeah, everybody knows uh, what that Russian dance is. That's the Iaborian. That's uh, that's that's where the the Russian theme stuff is, and then I picture uh, the Gurundian haka. That's fun. Yeah, the Varusian belly dance. <laughs> There you go, some Bollywood. <laughs> That's the Raha Doom yep. dance. Yeah. Varicia would definitely be the belly dancing, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. The Raha Doom Bollywood dance. So just all these just all these different styles. Just to kind of awesome. really impress, like, the people about Moonlight's range and stuff like that. So I'm curious. You're actually normally making a perform check, right? Yes. Um, there's not really any sort of, like, skill that you could do that supports that, would you? Like, do you have a different skill that would support performance? I mean, other than maybe diplomacy for, like, trying to, like, play up the crowd kind of thing. I'll give you that. That <laughs> is your... the only thing I can think of of, like, that would support what I'm doing here. That absolutely works out. So go ahead and make a diplomacy check, and if you make that, then you'll boost your performance check. Oh. We were all at 19 for a 28. <laughs> yeah, that's a critical success. You're going to get a plus four on your performance check. Well, we were all at 15. I didn't, I didn't even add the plus four, so we get a 28 on that also. Uh, that is a critical success. In fact, the crowd is so impressed with Moonlight's performance immediately after giving her a huge, like, woo! cheering applause ooh, ooh. Uh, they immediately G- turned giving, to Victor giving them a- oh, damn it giving them a, a you know a rousing applause uh, the crowd immediately turns to Victor and they begin booing and jeering him right out of the gate boo your dance sucked and Moonlight sort of Moonlight winks at him <laughs> he 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 uh, uh, like huffs out of his nose and little gouts of fire come out of his nose and then Moonlight bows and clears the stage. <laughs> and everybody's, Woo! Moonlight! That was his very successful part in the uh, the duel, which brings us up to the third act. Jebediah versus... Hold on. Jebediah and Turtle mm-hmm. versus Danica and Leandrus. And before she does anything... Uh-huh. I'm almost some shit in Druidic. <laughs> all right, all right. And I, what's the lion's name? Uh, Leandrus. I address Leandrus after casting Speak with Animals. Oh shit! <laughs> oh. oh shit! Okay. <laughs> all right. I and I'll like use this, this in tandem with my my animal empathy. I'm just telling him like that he doesn't need to be treated this way, and like I'm not trying to like get him killed. Like I don't want him to like attack or anything but just like help me make him look like a let me help me make her look like a fool like she does to you so however you need to do this and then well we'll see how i roll leandrus kind of cocks his head to the side and looks over at danica and daring danica is her stage name daring danica uh looks over to you and cocks a suspicious eyebrow because i assume she doesn't know druidic right no, she doesn't. Okay. She's just an animal trainer. Uh, she doesn't have any levels in Druid. So All she right. cocks an eyebrow, and she looks highly suspicious at you. 
Here's how I actually want to do your trick, because I want to describe Danica's performance based on your success. Go ahead, and is your supporting skill going to be uh, an animal empathy check, or you want to do that on top of your supporting skill? Um, well, let me just see how I talk to Leandris here, or whatever. Okay, I'm actually feeling it. I need this to get better. It was an 18. Fuck! <laughs> I, I saw that, too. Yeah, we got we got a 12. You got a 12. Yes, Leandris kind of cocks his head at you, and I'll allow you to make another supporting check for your trick, and then do your performance check, and then we will talk about her performance. All right, well, 19 for nature to perform. That's uh, success on the supporting check, so you get a plus two on your performance check. Which is straight garbage. All right, right. so 16 plus the two. 16 plus the two, which is 18. Okay, got it. What's uh, what's your performance with uh, Tiger or Turtle? God damn it. With turtle off the cuff like I mean, this. like solo, I don't really know because I usually work with the snake chick. It's true. But, uh, I like tur- well, turtle's pretty small and I'm pretty strong, so she probably just like hops on my shoulders and then... Do the handstand trick? Yeah. I don't I'm not good at explaining things. No, I, I'm trying to think of like if Jeb were to stand straight up and just hold his arm straight out and... She just walks back and forth. I was going to say, just on two legs, walks back and forth from one tip of your fingers over to the other. I'm just trying to think of, like, with, with her being that small, or it's is just totally like doable. cute and adorable. I mean, that also works. <laughs> what more do you need from an animal? Mm-hmm. Well, especially one like, like Turtle. So when uh, Danica's, the daring Danica's performance, she has her stool, and uh, she puts it down in the middle, and she cracks her whip a couple of times, and Leandris looks really, like, terrifying and is growling at her and swiping you know swiping at her from a distance looking really hostile and she cracks the whip at him and over to the stool and Landers gets up on the stool and sits down at it and roars at her she cracks the whip a couple of more times and he goes up on his two front paws and starts doing a handstand on the stool which is incredibly impressive for a cat right as he's going up to do the handstand he kind of looks over at jeb for a moment and then moves one paw off the stool a little bit and it falls down and leandris loses his balance and tumbles down to the ground and the audience (gasps) oh no and they're all like everybody's really concerned immediately and then after Leandris kind of gets up and shakes it off a little bit Danica cracks her whip at it and starts like actually harming Leandris in front of the crowd and they start booing her and jeering her right there just like stop doing that get out of here and everybody's like step in and like do I need to step in like grapple that chick and hold that whip hand back Uh, she she gets two cracks in and Leandris like slinks off to the edge of I'll the circle. My, I'll pop in my heel. And oh, from a range. I feel bad. Oh, <laughs> so I kind of did it to him, but I hate this bitch. I'm gonna give you another hero point, buddy. Cool. Can I use it on everything I just fucking did? Apparently, <laughs> you need it. As is traditional for the performance duel, now all three performers will perform at the same time. 
And everybody's trick is going to stay the same. So I'm going to save y'all the minutiae of describing this. Um, but the final group performance, this duel, there's a single lead character in the final duel who should be selected by the heroes together. Moonlight's one that critically succeeded, I say. <laughs> Everybody resounding at the same time. Maybe Moonlight. the person with high checks. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you crushed it. So basically what's going to happen is you're going to attempt another performance check and the other heroes are going to perform aid actions to that performance check. Now, your aid does not have to be the performance check. They don't have to use performance, do they? No, they don't. Don't even try. They can aid in whatever fashion they wish with it, whatever skill, as long as it's like applicable to the performance as a whole. Then I could say like Turtle can like host up Moonlight and like Moonlight dances on his back or something. Oh yeah, for sure. And that would be a uh, nature check from you for a supporting. So in addition, the DC that you need to overcome decreases by one for each hero's success in the one-on-one -on -one duels or by two if you get a critical success. But the DC increases by two for each critical failure in the one-on-one -on -one duels. Now, nobody got a... Those. Nobody got a critical failure, and there's only one failure. There was a regular success and a critical success. So the DC is going to reduce by three because of that, and you guys get to attempt your aid checks. All right, I'm definitely doing acrobatics. I'll keep it with a 19. I get a 30 to aid. Okay, wow. Jeb, you actually do not successfully aid with yeah, a aid is 20. With 19. The DC is 20. Uh, Kestrel, you critically success on the aid action. A critical success, you grant your ally a plus two. Unless you're a master, then it's a plus three. <clears throat> an expert. You're an expert, so that's still just a plus two. That is shit. Eight is absolute shit. It gets better. If you're if you're a master, it's plus three. If you're a legendary, it's plus four. Well, and as, when you get higher level, aiding gets a lot easier. Because the DC still stays 20. Yeah, aiding gets way better as you get higher level for sure. I mean, you get into higher levels, you're starting to talk about almost automatic critical success in some cases, you know? And, and you're not adjusting the aid at all by the success and fail, the minus three or whatever? That's not being... And it's actually just standard aid skill. So, Spencer, I'm going to give the 19 you got in uh, success because oh, be you, right. you, did, you did such a good job on yours. So, okay, so that means that the overall group performance is going to be at a plus three. At a plus three. So I roll my performance Swanee's at a performance plus check. Three. Yep, your performance check at a plus three because of those successful aids. And you have to overcome their performance DC while you're doing this. Minus three. No, no, like, oh yeah, I, I'm accounting that all in. You're taking, okay. Yep. Well, I roll a 13 plus 12 total for 25. Okay. You do, that's a critical success. And I picture like Moonlight like dancing, like, like, well, Kestrel's doing his stuff. Moonlight's like dancing around him, and like it, I would almost—it's almost like this like synchronized dance between all of you, but you're tying it all together. Jeb's not actually dancing; he's just there directing Turtle. Yeah, I'll figure out some like I don't know, my com like I, I don't know. I'm pretty cool with my axe. Maybe I'll just twirl it around. <laughs> I was say, Jeb holds his axe menacingly while Turtle does cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> their their act is lame 
uninspired. They all do the th same things that they were individually doing separately. Leandris actually successfully does the stool handstand this time. But the crowd's so done with this celestial menagerie, they all turn physically towards the Circus of Wayward Wonders and a booming, rousing applause. And then some people just occasionally boo and jeer at the Celestial Menagerie. Oh, the crowd is cheering you on. Dejectedly slink away in shame. Ah. Disappear. I snap my whip back at that person again. <laughs> <laughs> I, gather up the, I gather up the mug so I can return them to that restaurant. I reassure Leonidas. <laughs> Leandrus. <laughs> on his way out, that I'll get him out of there. I'm coming for you. <laughs> in a creepy way. <laughs> uh, well done. That was a very su a critically successful uh, performance duel. If we were doing 8 XP, I'd give you more for that. If you want, you can pretend you're closer to level 4 now. Oh, hell Sweet. yeah. We're almost there, boys. Yeah. Type of opportunity. Here I come. <laughs> Is that what comes at level 4? That or power attack. I haven't Shit, determined I gotta, yet. Probably. <laughs> got a delay for. I got a delay. I can't have four come that fast. <laughs> um, I've just very recently like removed power, like attack of opportunity from my brain. Yeah. So what do we want to do after we just trounce the celestial menagerie? I think this probably leads into a good uh, support the show or whatever. That is. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. 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 We need to build our anticipation now. Oh. Do that. Oh, I forgot Most a thing. The circus. I forgot oh. a thing. Good or bad. <laughs> Good thing. Because you successfully defeated the Celestial Menagerie in the duel, you get an additional 2d4 excitement going into the next show. And actually, I'm going to give you a choice. Either take an additional d4 of anticipation or an additional d4 of excitement because you critically succeeded the duel. There's no nothing written in for a critical success on the duel, but I'll let you choose. Either add a d4 of excitement or a d4 of anticipation. So you guys end up, after the, the duel, some of the townspeople come up to you and, you know, oh, good job out there. We knew you guys weren't the terrible performers they said you were. You put on a way better show. Yes, we clapping, are. Clapping, applauding, lots of hanging around and talking. It sure seemed like some of you believed them. <laughs> they started looking around <laughs> at each other. Like, Tony, Tony thought that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fucking Tony. Fucking Tony. But after a little bit of time, you know, people disperse. They get to go about their days and things like that. You guys gonna head back to camp, or do you got something else Something else you want to do in town? Was I able to get my replacement picks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys can easily get replacement picks at the uh, general store. Easily done. Good. Um, anticipation. We want to roll for our anticipation. The book says you get 1D4 or 2D4 excitement from the performance duel. And because you guys critically succeeded the performance duel, I'm going to allow you to add either an additional D4 of initial starting excitement for your next show or a D4 of anticipation. And we decided the D4 of anticipation would be our extra one. So go ahead and make those rolls. Who's rolling what? I'll roll the anticipation. Oh! And we both got these. 
And then mouth. what's the what was the other one? Well, that's the that's the excitement, right? The two D. I points. guess. Yeah. So then let's go with it's uh, six excitement and two anticipation. All right. For right now. Okay. You guys still got to drum up some more anticipation. Tomorrow morning you'll put up put out your advertisements. And then we can start getting into downtime mode and making those society checks. Did somebody note what we just got? Yeah, I am on the sheet. Okay. As you guys are traveling on the way back and on the path, the part where you ford over the river, give me perception checks. I do well. I roll a 20 and get a 27. That's a critical success. As you guys are kind of getting up to the river, Kestrel, you notice on the other side... This is a thin part of the river. It's like more of a stream in this section. On the other side, in the woods on the side, are some people hiding behind some trees and some sort of, like, shiny object, like a big metal box. Uh, hello! I say, as if I'm, I'm just totally disregarding that they're trying to hide, and I just act like I'm seeing them and being friendly. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, out from behind one of the trees steps up the uh, bare-chested bald man that's heavily tattooed. It's uh, it's Victor from the performance duel earlier. Hello. Just on the embarrassed us or got embarrassed? No, got embarrassed. No, okay. embarrassed. I, I embarrassed the shit out of him. <laughs> Who in the fuck do you think you are? You're what? A bush? That dances? How do people enjoy that? Apparently more than people enjoy your fire breathing. And I like I don't know if they do air quotes, but <laughs> <laughs> And he like he looks disgusting for to, a second. And he I'm <laughs> I'm gonna try to command him away. Command him away. Well hold on a second oh, before good. you start making initiatives things here, combat maneuvers. Helping it from behind the other tree. Uh, comes Jellico Bounce Bounce. But he kind of steps out from behind the tree and there's this like big metal box on <laughs> wheels with like a, a tuxedo and a little red metal bow tie and he's got two boxing gloves. He's got like this arms. springy punchy arms. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, he's got this like mustache and he's sparky. But imagine that all of this is actually a siege engine because it's like on <laughs> like a little siege engine looking wagon. <laughs> it is it is a medium construct. Um, it's a medium is, siege engine. This it's is a, a mechanical it. carny. Um, it kind of follows Jellico out from the woods and he's right here. Um, so they're just on the other side of the stream here and the mechanical carny like, you know, buzzes and twitches a little bit and he bounces. It looks like he's probably a little unstable, but the... I mean, any more unstable than Jellico looks? I mean, Jellico is gonna look over at, I don't know about you, Victor, I'm here to slice off a piece of the woman. You don't talk about my cat like that, bitch. <laughs> okay, now, now, Savatra, you go ahead and give me your you. You do what you do here. I command him to go away, and I made a brawl save and he failed. Sixty-nine. Did he critically fail? No, he didn't critically fail. Oh, he's so not. close by one. Right. So for the first action on his next turn, he has to follow my whatever action I tell him to do, which is go away or run go away. Go away. Okay, so with that, with that, with uh, Savatri casting a spell, I mean, he just like really creepily hit on you, and I'm assuming you just go away. That wasn't hitting on her. That was. <laughs> that's that's what he murder her. That's what he thought it was. 
This guy's he's a little fucked up. He's a little confused socially, and yeah. Oh, he's uh, an incel clown. He's an <laughs> He's also murderously violent. Everybody go ahead and roll initiatives. We're gonna start off combat with Jellico Bounce Bounce, and he's gonna take his first action. He's be like, well, I guess I'll fuck off then. And he takes a 25-foot stride action in the opposite direction. Oh, no, 30 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Is it just his first action or is his whole turn? First action. So he spent his first action to do that. He was like, wait, wait, no, no, I, ca- I came here for a reason. And then he turns around and he looks at you and he starts juggling uh, a, a knife and two bowling balls or two uh, bowling pins. And then he spends his third action. Wait, this is the disgusting thing that beat you, Kestrel? Yeah. <laughs> he spends his, takes his third action to basically step back up to right where he was before he went away. Except for now he's juggling two bowling pins and a knife. Now it is Victor Volcano's turn. He spends his first two actions lighting his batons on fire. Swanee, what's the long? What's the, how many range increments? Is it five range increments you can do on a ranged weapon? Yeah, attempt to attack with a range of thrown weapon up to six range increments away. Six. Okay, got it. So the farther away you are, the harder it is to hit your target. Swatcher, are you actually that far up right now? Yeah, I think he had to in order to cast his spell. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Victor is gonna spit a little gout of fire at you. 20, 25, 30, 35 feet away, so that's three range increments, so at a minus six overall. Sounds right. Gets a 14 to hit. That is a big old fat miss. Yeah, it is. So he spits this flaming gout of fire at you, and you just kind of sidestep it, and it hits the water on the other the other bank. That's Victor Volcano's turn. Jebediah, you're up. Is there any way you can let me go before you, Jebediah? Absolutely. I postpone my turn. Jebediah delays the moonlight. Okay, I am going to drop one of those new spells. I'm going to do Sonic Burst. Ooh, all right. And so this is a 10-foot burst, so I can hit all three of them. So so they will all need to give me... That's a fortitude save, so I'll drop that on each of them. Interesting. So Jellico gets a 12 on that and fails. The Mechanical Carney gets a 27 and succeeds, and Victor gets an 18 and fails. Okay, on a failure, they take full damage and are both and are deafened for one round. Oh, wow. On a success, they, they won't just be able to hear damage. my insults. <laughs> so the two that failed are going to be deafened, and then they also... Take 2d10 damage each. Ugh. Five damage on Jellico. That's shitty rolls. Better, much better on uh, Mr. Volcano. And then I don't know. Can I mean, obviously that guy saved. I don't know how to. So he takes 10, but halves for five. Fantastic. All right. Very then everyone nice. takes the damage. This does a uh, little. I, I, for some reason, I imagine your magic being associated with a little like black darkness. Right, imagine those little black bead popping in that moment and er, in that section and just boom, doing that big shock wave. Yeah, it's like you, you think of darkness as like an absence of sound, but then it just like bursts out and just this horrific loud sound. 
it's that moment right before the sound where there's that little and then it goes off. Um, so, fun I guess I did, I, did, I did also have to move up for that. Oh, you did. So, okay. First action was to move. Second, two act, second and third action were to cast a spell. All right. Then I'm assuming that's Moonlight's turn. Jebediah, it would, um, you're still is delayed. Is this a stream or is this a river? It's a, it's a stream. All right. You'll be able to ford it. This is on the path normally. You've walked through this stream several times. It comes up to your waist. It's going to be difficult terrain for you. I'll use, I guess, all three actions to get right there then. So Jebediah trudges to the other side of the bank right in front of Victor. Fucking dwarf. Wait, I might be able to get right next. No, I'll do it. That's fine. You need to take fleet. <laughs> right? Like every time? I'm the fastest dwarf in Galarian. Or get some weird item that I can activate, Longstrider. Wasn't there a movement item? Yeah, I have it. I oh, said, that's right. Give it to the dwarf, but they're like, nah, let's give it to the guy who's already fast, because then you can make you even more fast. Because, gotta go Flank fast. It. Sonic the Hedgehog over there. All right, yeah. so the Jebediah spends all three actions. Then that's going to bring us over to the Mechanical Carney. Boy, howdy, this is going to be fun. The Mechanical Carney has a uh, voice box that speaks in pre-recorded phrases only, and uh, he's going to roll up to Jebediah. What's his speed? 25 feet. We can make that work. Five. Jeez. I expected him to be slow. So the mechanical carney like rolls up the Jebediah and goes uh, in a pre-recorded message. Please leave your weapons outside of the tents. And then uses a spring-loaded fist to just smack you with it. <laughs> and gets a 26 to hit. Ew. He's going to deal you 10 points of bludgeoning damage. It's non-lethal damage, but it's still bludgeoning. And then he's going to lean, like slowly start cocking back. You hear this clicking sound as he starts leaning back. Click, 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 click. And then he goes to headbutt you. Boom. Bad, real bad to hit. Nine to hit. Fails. I accept this. He flails wildly back and forth like uh, one of those old punching balloons from when you were a kid where there's sand in the bottom. I love those. And he goes back and forth really wildly and uncontrollably for a moment. Kestrel, it is your turn. So I guess Kestrel will move up here just north of Jeb with my very fast speed, which is now 40, even without that item. Zoom, zoom. And I guess I'll punch the mechanical carny. Yeah, I'll, I'll activate. So with my second action, I will activate Flurry of Blows. Hey, are you going to do that other thing too? Um, I don't think I'm going to use Key Strikes just yet. I'm going to wait till we have like flanking. No, the other other thing. <laughs> the other other thing. That happens all the time when you take. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Sling Fist. <laughs> hopefully. So Jeez, I have already hope, forgot. I have hopefully. to deal it damage first. I assume I'm going to forget by the time I deal it damage. Yeah. So yeah, we hope so. So attack number one incoming. I get a 16 to hit it, which looks like it's a miss. 16 is a miss. Attack number two. I roll a critical miss. Uh, and with my third action, I will cast shield. Boom. And I'm done. All right. Then after Kestrel, uh, technically I should have had Kestrel or Savatri choose, but Savatri, oh, you're up. Not bad. Savatri moves 25 feet forward and then casts Spirit Link on Jebediah. Assuming you're willing, Jebediah. I want it. Okay, then top of round two, it's Jellico's turn. 
Jellico's first action is to throw a dagger at Kestrel. And he's going to get a 28 to hit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that hits. All right. The dagger is going to deal you four points of piercing damage as it sinks into your shoulder. Hey. Gee, sure wish I could roll an 18 on my attack. Boy, howdy, wouldn't that be nice? What's up with this boy howdy thing? I don't know, man. And then with his second action, he's going to throw a bowling pin at Kestrel. That's more like it. That sounds more like a clown. And he's going to get a 12. Shit. That is a critical miss. Uh, so that bowling pin's just going to go wide of Kestrel and just splash into the stream and start floating down the stream all alone. The dagger is in your shoulder, and he, uh, he spends his third action to add a dagger and a bowling pin back into his juggle. All right. I feel like and, there's a more effective way to be a thrown weapon combatant than that, but all right, buddy. Actually, maybe there isn't. Read into the juggle. There's a there's a, a skill feat called juggle in the first book, and juggle allows you to wield a shield and have a single weapon and juggle that single weapon and be considered having a free hand for free-handed actions. That's ridiculous. It's kind of crazy. And you do have to spend an action every round, you know, juggling, which is what Jellico just did. Spencer, you actually get the two HP on the first round too. I didn't realize that. After that, Victor is going to take a five-foot step down just to the other side of the mechanical carny that's kind of flopping around. And he's going to take a big, deep breath in, and he's going to let out a entire cone of flames. And Wait, you that reflex? Yeah, go ahead and give me reflex saves, everyone. 27. That's a success. That's a negative failure. Jebediah critically fails yeah. with a one on the die. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Savatra gets a 27, which is a success. So let me go ahead and roll 3d6 damage. Jebediah, you're going to double this damage. Poor and Savatri and Kestrel will half it. So it's 14 total. Jeb's going to take 28 points of fire damage. I'm going to take 26 because I'm a forge dwarf. Oh, you are. Yeah. It's your fire resistance. Nice. Uh, Jeb. The fucking hut. Yeah, that's Jeb, a big hit. Jeb, you super hot. Um, Jeb, you actually, because you critically failed on that, you are He's now... standing in water. Don't even say it. He's standing in water. On fire! God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's up to his waist. He could easily put himself out. I'm just saying, Jeb's top half is on fire, and you're going to be taking persistent damage unless you do something about it. <sighs> Are you telling me he didn't splash through that water and get wet enough to stop it? Nope. Not when you roll a one on the dice, man. <laughs> he got that. He got that. his beard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He got his beard. Fuck no. <laughs> you can never entirely not get... You can never entirely get a beard wet. There's always some part of that dwarf beard that's dry inside. Anyways, that's only two actions from Victor. For Victor's... No, 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 his, his uh, breathing fire action is one. That's one action. Jesus, that's stupid. 
<laughs> and he's going to take his flaming baton and he's going to smack Jebediah with it. Oh, that and counted as an attack action. The Breathe Fire has the Primal and Fire traits. Lame. Jebediah does a 26 hit. Mm-hmm. This is going to be damage plus additional fire damage. Eight points of damage, five of which is fire. So, six damage? Ooh. That's correct. Oh, Jeb, how you doing over there, bud? I'm fine. I'm a warrior. You're a druid. I'm a druid. With, with <laughs> You're a druid, Harry! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then that, now that Victor's turn is over, Moonlight, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to move up a little bit, and then I'm only going to be able to catch two of them, but I'm going to do another sound burst behind the two of them. Okay. So that's Just gonna be... because I think that's the only thing I can do right now that can get more than one person. That's going to be Victor and the Carney, the mechanical Carney. Correct. Well, Victor gets an 18 to save, which to fails. Fail. Carney gets a 24, which succeeds. All right. Well, that stupid Carney just keeps holding on. So Victor will take, not rolling great on these dice, nine damage. Okay. And the Carney will take... Oh, there's a decent roll. 19, Jeez. but it's halved down to 9. So they both take 9 damage. All right. Well rolled on that second one for the Carney. It would have been nice to do full damage on that, though. Damn. Yeah, probably. But that's my turn. All right. Then after Moonlight, Jebediah, you're up, buddy. I skunk her back down and go into my, like, a fetal position. <laughs> you Is that going to be one action? Yeah, to do if that. If I back up and dip, okay. I'm okay with that. Does he heal the two on his turn or on your turn, Savatri? On Savatri's, okay. And then I'm going to cast a two level two heal. Two action heal or yeah, on yourself. Got it. So that's two d eight plus sixteen. That is insane. Yeah, you need it right now. Ugh, but plus sixteen, so. 25. Turtle's cowering in the back. She hates fucking Clownface. Clownface so is an asshole. She's got... Um, he just hasn't had an opportunity to use the actions yet. No, she literally hates the clown. <laughs> She's staying back. Speaking of... It's in my clown. backstory that you guys haven't read. <laughs> Technically, you still have to make a check to put, to put out the fire. For it's any water. persistent damage, but you're dousing yourself in water. Don't don't roll a one. Essentially, is what that is. What would even happen if I rolled a one? Have you ever tried uh, blowing out those trick birthday candles that just never? I'm douse? in water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, all right. I'm with you on that, though. It is the mechanical Carney's turn, and the mechanical Carney is going to spend its first action shooting a spring-loaded fist at Jebediah who's 10 feet away from it, and does a 24 hit, Jeb. Yeah. Jebediah, you are going to take eight points of non-lethal bludgeoning damage as the comically red punching glove hits you right in the nose. Then with its second action, it's going to headbutt Kestrel. It misses. It hits. It's 23 to hit, so it hits on the headbutt. And is going to deal Kestrel six points of lethal bludgeoning damage. The Carney's going to spend 
his third action uh, saying, please stand down or leave the tent. And then it's Kestrel's turn. All right. Action one. I am going to uh, use Flurry of Blows. Attack number one on the Mechanical Carney. I roll a 20 to get a critical. Boom! That time. will hit. Yes, it will. And I will deal it 12 damage. Is it still up? It is still up with the, after the 12 damage, okay. yes. But as a reaction, because it took damage, as you punch it in the face, it kind of starts wobbling really hard, and then it uses the, that momentum to attack you. Okay. With a headbutt attack. What about Stunning Fist? I mean, that wouldn't matter if this is a reaction, because that removes its actions. Oh, so then, yeah, that wouldn't matter for this reaction. It might, I, I'm, I'm thinking, and we'll look at it here in a second, uh, I don't know if the carney is going to be able to be hit or be affected by Stunning Fist. It However, misses. on the headbutt, it gets a 20, and that misses. So, go ahead and continue. Attack number two with my Flurry of Blows. I get an 11 to hit it. And that will miss. All right. For my second action, I'm going to take a five-foot step to my south. And for my third action, I will uh, cast Shield again. And now, because it took damage at the end of my turn, it has to make a fortitude save against my class DC if it can be if it can be stunned. If it can be stunned, specifically. Stunned. It's, o- it's only traits are monk, and this is an incapacitation effect. Or incapacitated, I guess. Now, as far as its immunities are concerned, it has a shit ton of them. But none of them are the stunned. Okay. Unless paralyzed, immunity to paralyzed is equivalent. But I feel like that's just immune to the paralyzed condition. I wouldn't think that'd be the paralyzed condition. I would assume so, because it seems to be immune to certain conditions. But So it's not immune to incapacitation or stun? It's not immune to the incapacitation or to stunned. So yes, it's going to make a fortitude save. Fortitude save. It needs to fortitude be save. It comes. Gets an eleven. That is a failure. It loses one action on its next turn. So it's stunned one. Correct. All right. Hey, it David. Works. Finally, you used it. It worked. And I am done. That is my turn. <laughs> I I didn't have to be a dick about it, but I I was <laughs> sorry. Savatri, bottom round two. What's up? I cast magic weapon on. Uh... Jebediah's axe? Axe now. War axe. War axe, yeah. Were you just avoiding saying war axe? Lest we devolve devolve into another... uh, No, I'm not even going to bring it up again. And then I cast uh, heal. Single action. Since I'm literally within touch of... Just touch Jeb in the back. Is that 2d8 straight? 2d10. Oh, 2d10. That's right, because you took healing hands. Right? Yep. Nice. You gently rub Jebediah's back. I just kind of give him like a shoulder massage, basically. After I feel up his war, his war axe. Let me check out your axe. Let me check out your shoulders. Yeah, you got this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. Slap him on the ass. You're good to go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Slap All right. Ass. Then after Savatri, it's Jellico's turn. Jellico spends his first action maintaining his juggle. And is going to use his second action to throw another bowling pin at Kestrel. He's got a thing against you, Kestrel. Fuck! He critically misses. 
And that one, that another bowling pin, this one goes way wide. Like, lands a couple of feet away from Turtle, and she's and not even involved. They start floating down the river? Yep. Yep, all the bowling pins are falling down the river. Uh, he looks visibly angry, and he's going to use his second action to not even, like, as part of a graceful juggle, but just, like, overhand chuck this one at you. God damn it. That's another critical miss. Angelico, roll a, a one and then a two. Hey, that sounds like me. Yeah, Jellico get fucked apparently on that round. Then it's Victor's turn. Victor's a little horse can't use his flame spit thing for a couple of rounds. So he's going to beat on Kestrel with a flaming baton and roll a one on the dice. Holy That's crap. That's a critical miss. I have the power of Caden Kalian. Today, apparently you do. And then for it rolls for a second time and then roll the three on the dice. That's another critical miss. That is three, four critical misses all in a row. No, and Victor are dead. It's not how this works. They critically miss four times in a row. They're dead. Oh my god! How did this happen? Victor, Victor uses his third action to. This is not going to work. I know it's not, but he's going to use an athletics check to attempt to shove Kestrel because he's just pissed. Well, he's got like negative ten on this. It's against your fortitude DC, but he takes three. He critically fails, and he actually he falls prone in the in the river. Good. Um, Does it splash out his fiery fiery sticks? Do they no? No. In fact, because he spends so much so much effort trying to keep them above the water, which he successfully does, he's going to take two points of non-lethal bludgeoning damage (laughs) as his ass hits a rock underneath. Ow. That went really poorly for him. Good. That went really poorly for both of them. They both critically failed on both of their attacks. He rolled very poorly. I'm going to obsess about this for another second. Give me a sec. Hey, now you know how it feels. I know, right? All right, moving on. Moonlight, your turn. Okay, Moonlight is going to slowly keep making their way across and behind these guys and going to make it about another... 15 feet or so, and then cast Grim Tendrils at second level. Oh, you got that line figured out. It's going to hit all three of them, I got that line figured out. Um, I can't... I don't have enough actions to get Jellico. You're right. You don't. I can't. I have Widen Spell, but I don't have enough actions to to use it since I had to move. So I will just get the two. But I will get Widen both of them. and Grim Tendrils is fucking great. Does Wind does Widen make it like ten it makes feet? Makes it 40, 40 feet. Forty feet wide or long? And makes lines ten feet longer. I think. But longer is what it is. Okay, I was yeah. thinking it would like widen them. No, That'd be cool. no, it makes a line longer and then sprays wider and stuff. Got it. Okay. Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted on that. They need what kind of saves from you? Uh, these are fortitude again. Fortitude saves. Then uh, Victor gets a 25 on his. Oh, bastard saved. And the mechanical carney gets a 10. Oh, that is a fail. All right. So. So let's see. Because Victor just takes half damage. What happens to each of them? They're each going to take... 44 bleed or 44 negative damage and then two persistent bleed and this is both of them both of them how much damage to the carney uh 13 out of 
44, so that's three, that's three, three, four, three, so I'll take that. that I like dark. it that it says destroyed <laughs> instead of... Oh, uh, dying or killed, yeah. what does it say? It just yeah. says dying. That's right. I do like that. The, uh, that, that, uh, line of, like, pulsing, undulating darkness creeps in through the mechanical carny, and it just starts short-circuiting and just like does a little explosion inside a little poof and then black smoke starts coming up from the top of it and it slumps over this is a level two so i just feel like there's like even more of these like darker thicker tendrils than the first level version i would almost think like little fractals of smaller like offshoots coming off of the main tendril too so the mechanical carney is destroyed Side note, Spencer, you get two more HP. I forgot about it on my turn again. Dope, I'm almost healthy. Dope, it's Jebediah's turn. Alright, like a phoenix, I emerge from the ashes of my beard. <laughs> <laughs> and I step forward. That's very good. And for the first time since I woke up, I swing my axe. My war axe. It's 13. This game's dumb. That, it did you it did you bad, buddy. It did you it did you real bad. Use that hero point. I hit him with a fifteen? Is this guy fucking shit? And he's prone in the water right oh, now. Oh he fell, this poor guy. <laughs> fell because he tried to <laughs> shove Kestrel and failed critically. Well, bide here life. Oh, not quite. Ooh. Really shitty roll. It was really bad. 12 damage from Jebediah as uh, Victor's lying on his back. And Jeb comes and slices down into him. And he... Uh, stop! 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 Don't kill me! And the, his blood starts turning the stream streaks of red as it flows down the stream. And he starts begging Jebediah for life. Please! I want to live. I don't want to die in a stream in the back of town like this. Motherfucker, you. don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. And it's Kestrel's turn. <laughs> and it's Kestrel's turn. Uh, I kill him. I kill him. <laughs> well, try first. I will start my turn off with Blurry of Blows. And I attempt to attack him. 15 to hits. Looks like it hits. hits. It's a good thing this dude's prone. And he did it to himself. Four damage. As this guy is just begging for his life. Kestrel, how are you going to end this man? Oh, he's prone in the water? Oh, yeah. Uh, I stomp on the back of his n- neck. And he's like, like on his back. On his back. Uh, I stomp yeah. on his throat and like crush his throat. Then he starts drowning. Oh, that's that's cruel. He's not it, like entirely in the river. Too. Aren't you good? Yes, I am. But here's the thing. And I have thought about this quite significantly. Oh. When you're a monk and you have to describe how you're killing people as a monk, it's terrible. Because it can't just be like, I run my sword through his heart real quick and he's dead. Or I, you know, I hit him on the top of the head with my sword real quick, and he's just dead. No, it's got to be absolutely brutal because you're literally killing people with your <laughs> fists and feet. It's, it's brutal, and there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's like I kill this person, you know, like this by crushing his throat with my foot. Like there's no other way to do it. 
I feel like his point was more like, why wasn't it non-lethal if you're good? Yes. Um, <laughs> Not I'm the physical chaotic, description of you killing him. I'm chaotic, like, I get where you're though. coming from. These guys came at us trying to kill us. Like, nah. Well, yeah, I have no problem with that. I don't give a fuck. Uh, second action, I move up to Jellico. Third action, I cast shield. And with a free action, I smile at him threateningly. Threateningly. You I'm smile done. threateningly. All right. Then after Kestrel, it's Savatri's turn. Uh, Savatri uses one action to get out of the water and cross the stream and get 10, uh, ten feet with Angelico. And then I'm going to try to trip him for my second action. Oh, nice. I kind of forgot you did that. That's oh. a natural 20. Yeah, it is. Which What's... means it trips him and I think it does damage? Yeah, it deals yeah. like 1d6 bludgeoning damage, I think. Uh, yes, he takes 1d6 bludgeoning damage and he is prone. Five damage and he's prone. And then third action, I cast Guidance on Kestrel. Perfect. Then that's going to be top of round four. It's Jellico's turn. I'm assuming he's not juggling anymore. Wait, did it, did the shit use juggling fall on him? <laughs> I mean, that's is, why that part of, is that part of the critical? To be honest with you, uh, the things he, were ju- he was juggling, he had two bowling pins that he unsuccessfully threw at Kestrel. And hold on, I have to point something out. I picked Jellico as one of the two partly because I knew you guys would revel in fighting this guy, but the other part was, if he successfully attacks you with one of his bowling pins, it comes back to him, and he maintains the juggle with that oh, item. I can just imagine, like, that donk as it comes off, <laughs> bounces off the head and back to him. Oh it's my god. so cool, but That's great. That's here great. we are rolling ones and twos, uh, and this guy's Tyler just sucks. He's just basically throwing bowling pins in the stream at this point. With his first action, he crawls five feet directly away from Kestrel, uh, kind of on his, like, that backwards crab crawl. You know, you're trying to get away from somebody, and you're on your butt, and he goes back, and he goes, whoa, 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 man, whoa, 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 whoa. He uses his second action to stand up. He just goes, oh, you, you didn't need to kill Victor like that, man. You didn't need to do him in like that. And with his third action, he drops his dagger, and he puts his hands up. I can't believe you killed Victor, man. Moonlight, it's your turn. I will move closer. And, you know, we're going to cast Phantom Pain on him. I need a will save from him. Um, he gets a 21. That succeeds, sadly. What happens on a success? He takes the full basic damage, but no persistent damage. Okay. So he will take five non-lethal mental damage. Okay, so he kind of winces in pain, and he looks he looks over at Boon Lady and goes, Oh, you! That hurts. Please, don't kill me. That's my turn. Jebediah, it's your turn. Alright, work, like, working with these guys, like, they came up and attacked us, like, would I know? They have, like, all intentions of killing us? Or would I say... They started throwing daggers and breathing fire at you. I think he's going like, more in-depth about it. Like, does he know? How well does he know these guys? Like, are how they well? murderers? You can't prove anything with Jellico. 
Um, there's I can a prove he fucking like, looks like a fucking murderer. There's a couple of like strange like disappearances of young stable hands, like young female stable hands. Wait, he's a pedophile? He's, oh, he's, well, he said yeah, he's a womanizer and but stuff like, like in that. the worst way, like but like. He, like <clears throat> Yeah, like sexual like, assault and shit like that. This is the guy that slaps the ass of the random woman on the street because he feels entitled to it. Because yeah, and when she makes a big deal out of it, she's like, "Whoa, I was just complimenting you." He's dead. <laughs> For the audience, while we were talking about how terrible this person is, I rolled a twenty-four. And then hit him for 23. <laughs> damage. 23 damage. Uh, decapitating him. <laughs> as he's like like backing up and and or you know, he's standing up, he's got his hands up. Please don't don't kill me, man. And that moment before Jebediah comes up and gets him, he's looking over at moonlight and he's like he looks like he's about to say something. He's like, he never said that you'd you'd turn out like this. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be a good compliant a bush in a box, and you were supposed to... And on that note, Turtle gets super happy and runs over. <laughs> and then I put a crossbow bolt in the dude's head. Oh, shit. <laughs> While decapitated around on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us here on the MinMax Podcast. We want to encourage you to check out our website, MinMax.com, where you can find links to all sorts of different things like our Discord, where you can come and chat with us and other fans of the MinMax Podcast. You can also find our Patreon, where if you'd like to support us, we would really appreciate that. You can also find information about all of these characters that we're playing, like character sheets, backstories, and art. Join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.